mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Silicon Theory Podcast, uh, part two of a two-part podcast. The first part, if you haven't checked it out already, is our one plus three review. So um, stop listening to this and go back and check out that and all of the other episodes of the Silicon Theory Podcast that you missed. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. Uh, But this episode, we're going to be talking about something that made major news this week, and that is Verizon agreeing to acquire Yahoo for $4.83 billion. And yes, that is billion with a B. I think probably all of our listeners know, but we'll cover again just for argument's sake. Uh, Both Sean P. and I were former Verizon customers and left them uh, late last year to go to T-Mobile, and uh, I personally know I haven't had any regrets. I doubt that Sean P. does, and I'm looking across the table. I miss them like I miss having my teeth drilled. Which is to say, not at all. Their uh, their network really was kind of the deal breaker for me. It's so congested that I was paying uh, literally uh, almost twice as much for a connection where I couldn't even really stream uh, audio or video anytime that I wanted without insane skipping and lag. So uh, moving to T-Mobile's network was, was the best choice for us uh, here in Southern California. That's Probably another story for another day, but uh, my first thought when seeing this news was, why in the heck would Verizon want to buy Yahoo, who really, other than the vertical sports website, which I follow fanatically, uh, hasn't been relevant in, I don't know, about a decade or so? What, um, what were your first thoughts when seeing this news, Sean? Unless they build a time machine of Verizon and go back to 1998, this is, <laughs> makes no sense. Let's do a brief history of Yahoo, if you will. I'm just going to read this here. So in 1998, Yahoo refused to buy Google for $1 million. That probably would have been a good pickup in hindsight, I think, for a million dollars. Retrospectively, um, yeah, maybe a missed opportunity there. So in 2002, they came back, realized it was a mistake, tried to buy Google again for $3 billion. Google said, give us $5 billion. Yahoo said, nah, it's too much. Once again, probably would have been a good deal in hindsight, actually, at $5 billion. So just checking, um, this the same Google that we're talking about is one of the single most profitable entities on planet Earth, that Google? Yeah, the, the company that goes back and forth with market cap as with Apple is like the most valuable company on planet Earth, as a matter of fact. Yeah, $5 billion is a bargain, but go ahead. So 2008, Microsoft comes to Yahoo and says, you know... We'll pay $40 billion for you. And Yahoo says, nah, we want more than that. Fast forward to 2016, they're sold to Verizon for $4.6 billion. Yahoo's a disaster. I can't, Full disclosure here, I never used Yahoo even when it was a thing back in the 90s. I was always a Google guy and using alternate things. I never kind of understood Yahoo. I, I just didn't care. Over the last... Five to ten years, the only things I remember hearing about Yahoo are how much their business is declining and how every year they're going to turn it around, and then it never happens. So as far as Verizon buying Yahoo, I just kind of throw my hands up and go, who who cares? What does this do? Nothing for me. I don't think it does anything for either company. Well, in in the interest of disclosure as well, I kind of was a Yahoo guy. In fact, I still have a Yahoo mail address that I never check because I have it forwarded to one of my multiple Google email accounts now. And, uh, you know, back in the day, they were they were kind of the thing. You know, Yahoo was 
was a big name. They were a big name in search. They were a big name in email. And this was kind of in really the infancy of the internet. And, you know, again, listing the series of financial blunders that their management has gone through is not only pretty friggin' hilarious, but also, uh, you know, really an indictment of the things that led up to the point that Verizon, a telecom company, is able to acquire them. Now, again, Verizon having, uh, you know, almost $5 billion in cash to be able to acquire them is, uh, you know, kind of ridiculous, but again, speaks a lot to not only their uh, heavy-handed tactics with both voice and more recently data, but also the fact that they are a very large provider of mobile telecom services across the United States. In fact, uh, the single largest telecom and wireless provider in the United States. So uh, what would be uh, you know, a couple of reasons why Verizon might want to do this? So I'm thinking you know, maybe... Uh, they're looking to become a player in a different market. Uh, maybe they're realizing that uh, as pricing becomes a little more affordable and things like other MVNOs that resell their service are a little bit more ubiquitous and offer more for less, you know, maybe they're a little bit concerned that their, their core business might be shrinking, although their record company profits certainly wouldn't speak to that. Uh, although the people that are leaving Verizon are probably... Uh, super happy that the surcharge for their leaving is being passed along to the remaining Verizon subscribers. But uh, Verizon hasn't really done much in the last few years uh, other than overcharge for their wireless service, in my opinion. Their uh, phone exclusives going back to uh, the Droid-branded phones and things like their own in-house tablets, all of those things have been almost... Uh, you know, without exception, garbage. Uh, their their Verizon branded tablet was a joke. The uh, even recently with the Moto Z and the Moto Z Force being exclusive. Uh, you know, partnering with Motorola, uh, who I think at last count was uh, Motorola, Lenovo, what the fifth or sixth largest OEM of, of phones in. I've lost track, but they're. God, I thought Motorola was actually registering in single digits and falling out of the top six, but maybe Moto, Moto Lenovo is more. I don't, I don't know. So again, their their offerings basically give the impression of a company that really doesn't give a crap about what their subscribers want in terms of choice. Their uh, stance on locking bootloaders has been a pain in the side of the Android development community for years and years and years. And their, you know, fairly laissez-faire attitude towards customer service has, you know, many people screaming on the internets and, you know, go to Reddit and look up, you know, the subreddit on Verizon and you can probably find more complaints than you ever want to read in your lifetime. But, you know, if they're really looking to build a different brand, I don't know that acquiring a failing internet company such as Yahoo is really the way to go about it. Okay, so let's break down what they really get because you're asking the question, right? What did Verizon get out of this? Technically, they got the sixth place online ad business company Huzzah. behind Google, Facebook, Baidu, which is uh, Chinese Google, if you will, Microsoft, and other by the way, Yahoo's shares are falling by double digits every year. So what did they get? They got a sixth place player. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go back to, I'm sorry, Yahoo is behind other? That's correct. They're okay. sixth place falling year over year by double digits. That so, is a, a spec. 
I was trying to say magnificent and spectacular, and it came out as magstacular. That is a magstacular failure. So, and here's the other really interesting part of this merger. So, Yahoo, Verizon didn't really get much. So, Verizon literally got their headquarters, which is in California. So, they got they got Yahoo's headquarters, and they get their search engine business. What they didn't get was Yahoo's 15% stake of Alibaba, which is like Amazon on like steroids in China. Uh, it's one of the biggest. It had one of the biggest IPOs of all time, I think, last year. And I, th- I think the CEO, I can't remember his name, I want to say it's Jack Ma, is like one of the richest men in China. Their 15% stake, Yahoo's, is worth $31.2 billion. <sighs> Verizon didn't get that. Uh, they also own... Ah, shoot, I had this number off the top of my head. They, they own another stake in... Uh, Yahoo Japan apparently is worth $8.3 billion, and they owned a 34% stake in that. And they didn't get that either. So literally Verizon got a building and their search engine and online ad business. That's what they got. I don't know what the play here. What's the best case scenario for them? I mean, Google Google owns this industry. Facebook's behind. You have Baidu, which is also a huge player, and then Microsoft. Let's say they actually turn it around and maybe gain a little bit with Yahoo, for instance. What are they capturing here? What are they getting I don't. I don't know. I just. I don't. Here's a better question. You use Google. You probably use Facebook. You use a variety of these things, right? What Correct. would prompt you to stop using those things in favor of Yahoo as your primary anything? Short answer: absolutely nothing. Um, long answer: I really personally wouldn't have anything to do with any corporate entity that is owned by Verizon because of my unmitigated, blistering hate for them as an entity. Um, it would be tough. I mean, this is the same argument that we've already made, right? So uh, they acquired the sixth largest search engine on the planet, which is hilariously, again, behind other, but also the top three, which are basically, I'm guessing, own something in the neighborhood of like 80% of the market share in search. Um, as far as their other services, um, that that I don't know. Like, I really like Google's Gmail product. Uh, I use Inbox all the time on both my uh, laptop and on my Nexus 6P. Um, one interesting viewpoint that's postulated by Android Authority is that they're taking some information that the CEO of Verizon, Lowell McAdam, gave out during an earnings call recently, where he said that the Verizon stance in acquiring Yahoo is potentially to look at getting into the mobile video content field. Uh, And they're citing basically that while Yahoo itself may not be insanely valuable, um, their products like Tumblr and Flickr uh, may potentially reach a younger audience. And they are postulating that McAdams may have a vision of becoming one of the top three players in the realm of mobile video products. Um, not necessarily thinking that they can challenge Google or Facebook for that matter, but that if they can get into that and assume what he is quoted as saying as a more than their fair share of the growth, then they'd consider it a success. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, there's a lot of weird stuff that's going on here. You know, there's another report that indicates that uh, Fortune magazine is thinking that they're really looking at. Uh, 
you know, the mobile ad business and that it's recent, uh, Verizon's recent acquisition of AOL was kind of for that same reason. So just to recap, Verizon has spent recently almost $10 billion to buy AOL, uh, again, not really relevant in the last decade, and Yahoo, uh, also not really relevant in the last decade. Uh, aside from the fact that maybe they are just sitting on mountains of cash and have literally literally nothing else to do with that money. Why Why would they want to spend $10 billion on these two companies? Let's cover a couple of things that you just talked about. So Lowell McAdam, the CEO of Verizon, it, it would probably be hyperbole to say that he's worse than Kim Jong-un and Hitler, but only just. He is a slimy, awful, like no one likes corporate America, right? Like corporate America is like this evil thing and you have this idea of this evil CEO like sitting in the office. Like he is that evil CEO incarnate. He's he's like the emperor from Star Wars. He's He's been a son of a bitch ever since I can remember reading anything about him. He he always is bitching about some reason that Verizon's getting screwed and thus they need to bend over their customers a little more in order to get more money. Even as they turn over these record, you know, these huge profits every quarter. Came out against net neutrality hard. I mean, this guy is just a snake piece of crap. Okay, so you have that. I, I've gone off a little bit there. That was that was actually good. I felt good to get that off my chest. Very cathartic, it sounded yeah, like. Verizon, as an actual company, is also awful. Again, maybe a little bit of hyperbole to say they're worse than Hitler, but again, pretty damn close. This this company's just awful. They, they're everything that's wrong with corporate America. They are hostile to their customers, and they're always giving a litany of reasons why they need to be all of which are complete crap. Um, as they're making record profits year over year, it's like, yeah, cry me a freaking river. Not to mention that their network and everything is built off of taxpayer dollars when they were given prime spectrum from the FCC back in the day to you know start their little cell company. So it always just makes me laugh at how greedy they've been across the board. But after all of that, after all the, we have, we have to get rid of unlimited data, we have to do all these hostile things, no net neutrality, no this, no that, they spend 10 freaking billion dollars on AOL and, and Yahoo. How, how can you justify that? It's, it's unreal to me, and I know, again, I just sound like I'm angry, and, and I am actually, but like... I hate them. Like as far as corporations go, Verizon's one of the slimiest, worst corporations of all, and that's that's really saying something because there's some awful corporations running around, and they they just everything about this just reeks to me. I'm just like I watched them spend the money. I'm like, hey, you know what you could have done with that five billion dollars is not been horrible to your customers. Do anything useful. Stop raising your rates. Just recently, like literally a month ago, they raised their rates again. Now they said, oh. You're getting more data for your $5 increase or your extra increases, so therefore it's justified, but let's just call it what it is. It's a price increase, pure and simple. They're the company that charges you what, like $20 if you pay outright to upgrade your phone? Think about that. You buy the phone outright for $700 and they still charge you. I hate Verizon. I hate everything about them. They drive me nuts and spending $10 billion after all their rhetoric and all their nonsense on AOL and Yahoo is like, just unfathomable to me. So uh, I'm going to stop ranting for a minute and I'll turn it back over to you. Thoughts? <laughs> 
I don't even I don't even know where to go with that. Um, and the only reason I say that is because um, the amount of hate and disdain that you have for them is probably exceeded on this planet by only one person, and that would be me. Um, I really I agree. I mean, this to me is the equivalency of someone saying. I don't have any money to go out to dinner with my friends. And then when those same friends say, no problem, we'll come over to your house and have dinner. That same first person then says, oh, look at this imported case of Maine lobsters that I bought that we'll eat three of and I will throw the rest away. It is an unconscionable spending of money on what in essence should be two companies that should be allowed to gracefully just die. Um, the the for those of you that are into the popular culture, if you are a fan of uh, strange and technology oriented shows, and you haven't already checked out Mr. Robot on USA, do it because there's a very strong correlation between the E Corp that is put forth by that show and Verizon themselves. Every time I picture Lowell McAdam in my head, I'm seeing the CEO of Evil Corp laughing, smoking a cigar as tens of thousands of people lose their jobs at his command. It is a it is an unbelievable decision that really uh, at this point is barely justifiable. And again, Verizon has tons of cash. They can do with it whatever it is that they please, but it would be nice if they used some of that money to put back into their subscriber base instead of attempting to gouge them and tell them that they need to raise their rates for asinine things like upgrading their network. I'll give you another example. Recently, they have decided that even though that there are people who have purchased several years ago, perhaps as long as 10 or 12 years ago, unlimited data plans in a time when unlimited data was something that nobody really even cared about. Now that data has become the big it thing for most people because we consume content as mobile subscribers pretty much everywhere on our mobile phones, uh, Verizon said, hey, got to get me a piece of that. So these people who have unlimited data are paying somewhere between $25 and $45 a month for what Verizon could, in their mind, be rightfully charging $50 to $75 for. So their grand plan for doing this is basically to piss off their subscribers so much that they're willing to either A, migrate away from Verizon entirely, or B, finally give in and go to one of their new package data plans. There's a very real letter going around right now sent out from Verizon where they are saying that based on an arbitrary data cap that they won't tell you what it is, but that you've met or exceeded, and now your data plan is going to be subject to either change or cancellation, and they are hereby giving you 30 days notice. So basically, they have come back and said that your unlimited data plan, which you've been paying for dutifully, presumably, this whole time, is now no longer unlimited. There is a ceiling, but they're not going to tell you what that ceiling is. But they will tell you if, if you've exceeded it, and they're using that as their excuse to force you off of that data plan and to thereby pay more for whatever data it is that you're attempting to use. I get it. Does anybody really need to use more than 100 gigs of data per month? Probably not. But you know what? If I'm paying for it, I can use it any way I darn well please. And the end result ends up being that Verizon's sole argument for countering this is it could potentially have a detriment to their network 
And what they're really attempting to do is optimize that same network for all of their subscribers. So quickly, to recap, if you are on a $75 100 gig data plan, you are not causing any problems for their network. If you are on an unlimited grandfathered plan that you're paying $30 for and you're using 100 gigabytes, you are in fact causing problems to their network, which as any human older than the age of two with a functioning brain in their head can see as a complete garbage argument and really what call it what it is, a blatant cash grab by Verizon. I just, I, I don't have the words really to express the kind of disgust I have for them as a company. And let's be real, everybody exists in this world to try and make a profit. We all want to make a buck. I'm not arguing that Verizon doesn't have a right to, as a company, go out and charge what is a fair and competitive price. But again, let's be realistic. They are posting record profits while still continuing to increase prices on their subscriber base. They're trying to generate profits for their stockholders and we're really quibbling over well do I need three billion dollars or why do I need four billion dollars like seriously get over yourselves get into a situation where you use some of your cash to actually improve your infrastructure then maybe these so-called data abusers wouldn't be that big a problem and then you could honor the original commitment that you made to the subscribers and that is to offer an unlimited data plan these people have been being forced or voluntarily migrating off of these things i can't imagine that more than one percent of their subscriber base is still on an unlimited plan and the argument that it is causing irreparable harm to their cell towers is just sheer rubbish and nonsense well there's a couple things here Let, let's cover a little bit we'll wrap up here but so just to to really go back in time here the unlimited data plans were like 29 30 bucks like 30 dollars we'll just we'll say 30 and last year verizon said they, they've been forced migrating people off forever but last year they finally came back and said hey we're gonna do this in three phases if you're an unlimited data user your data is gonna go up to 50 dollars they're gonna raise it 20 dollars so the argument all along had been, of course, that, as you said, people are bogging their network down because they're using all this unlimited data. Then all of a sudden it was like, all right, you can have it, but we're going to charge you $20 more, which to me would at least seem to imply that it's not bogging down their network. And now they're actually coming back and canceling people out. And as far as the cap rate, the, the rumored cap rate is 100 gigabytes. I've seen that in multiple places. So they're basically saying if you use over 100 gigabytes a month, they boot you off and they migrate you to one of these horrible plans. It's going to cost you way more money. The thing is, I just I don't understand the strategy. It's like, okay, it was already $30. They raised it up to $50. Aren't you making enough money at that point? There's so few of these people. Just let them be. Um, but no, that's not how Verizon works. Uh, to circle back to one of the things you said earlier, though, like Verizon's network is still the best. That, that's a provable thing. If you look overall across the United States, Verizon has the best network, period. That's it. Now, Sean was talking about congestion. There is some of that. Here's what this basically boils down to to me. Like, I just went on a trip to Mammoth Yosemite area, so I was in a little bit more rural areas for some of that drive. And I had my Verizon work phone and I had my T-Mobile personal phone. The Verizon work phone does better. And this is something you hear over and over again. You ask, you know, on message boards, why do you stay with Verizon? They're a horrible company. And people say, I tried the rest in whatever area I live in and in many areas of the United States. This is true. Verizon's the only one that has service worth a damn, so they're stuck. Now, the good news for us is we live in Orange County, so I switched. 
and have not had one single issue, literally zero. My data speeds are f- as fast or faster than they were on Verizon because, as Sean alluded to, of congestion issues. So I'm literally paying half as much. It's faster. I could not be happier with my T-Mobile experience. They've been great. But I recognize that all over the country there are places where you're basically stuck with Verizon. Their business practices are just egregious. I don't know what they're doing. They're just a horrible, evil company. For those of you that are stuck using them because of where you live, I feel bad for you. For those of you that are in major metropolitan areas or even like a lot of suburban areas, honestly, T-Mobile's come like a really long way. I would at least give them a throw just to see how you do. But I would imagine you may be pleasantly surprised and it may give you the ability to switch and Sticking it to Verizon is actually fairly fun, I'll say. But overall, I just, yeah, as I said, man, there's a, there's a lot of like evil corporations out there, and consistently, consistently Verizon finds a way to be on the wrong side of every issue that I see and to have just hostile customer tactics at every turn, all the meanwhile making these huge profits every quarter, and it's just, it leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth, and I hope... And this is, this is just sour grapes times a thousand here, but I hope that their AOL and their Yahoo acquisitions go horribly and they lose money. I would love to see a day when they get their kind of comeuppance and they fall to not be the largest carrier in the United States. Oh, God. They're just awful. <laughs> I don't know any other way, any better way, really, to say it than that. And maybe that's kind of where we come full circle. Maybe Verizon's answer to the question of why did we acquire Yahoo and AOL recently? Because we can. And they're looking to maybe pivot as a, a media brand in lieu of a communications or wireless brand only. But again, their acquisition of these companies may be questionable. Their ability and reason to do so is probably not altruistic. And again, their reasons for doing it are their own, but my suppositions is that when they finally are ultimately revealed, they're probably not going to be ones that's going to be good for the subscribers. By the way, while we're talking about everything that's wrong with corporations in the United States, let's not gloss over the fact that Yahoo CEO, Marissa Mayer, who by all accounts did nothing to turn them around and they were worse than ever is going to make and I've seen the figures between 55 million and 200 I've seen figures up to 220ish million dollars from this acquisition in her time at Yahoo it's it's unconscionable I mean I don't even know what to say by all accounts it literally was like the worst CEO tenure ever that she just put together maybe ever's a little strong we still have Carly Fiorina but it was bad right like and she's going to make between 55 million and 220 million dollars because of it and it's just it's everything about this story is like unbelievably awful just from start to finish like the more I read, the more I was just like, I want, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. I want to, I want to put myself in a box and ship myself off to Canada or something like that. It's, it's just, it's unbelievable. Her tenure, basically her disaster tenure is going to net her something where for generations of her family, they never have to work again because they're about to make so much money. It's, it's unbelievable. And I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. We all basically decide that we want to live in a world where (laughs) Verizon doesn't exist. Uh, Once again, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, We are the Silicon Theory Podcast. You can find all of our writings and other work, including the podcast, at silicontheory.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at silicontheory. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed the outrage. Have a good night. (laughs)